Welcome to the Mix Zone, everybody. A weekly review of news from the world of Olympic sport from around the rings. I'm Ed Hula. And I'm Gerard Ferrick. This week, rules of the road for the Beijing Winter Olympics, a worldwide licensed products deal for the IOC, and ANOC, the meeting in Greece, what did they come up with? But first, let's go to uh, the Beijing Winter Games and, and, and at last, at long last, I guess, what everybody was waiting for, the playbook. The playbook, yeah, the uh, rules of the road, if you will, for how everybody's supposed to behave in, uh, in Beijing, who's going there for the Olympics, whether you're a journalist, an athlete, uh, a sponsor, member of the IOC. Um, it's very similar to what happened in, uh, in Tokyo. Uh, but uh, I think it's going to be a little bit more stringently enforced as far as bursting out of the bubble. I think the Chinese are going to be very careful about keeping people within the uh, within the limits, within the bounds of the uh, quarantine area. They, they call it a bubble. Why don't they just call it a quarantine? I guess that has a more pejorative ring to it. Well, yes, and... and this whole thing with the vaccinations i guess i mean we we've gone over this but they're essentially making it almost impossible not to be fully vaccinated against covid go there because nobody wants to endure a 21 day true 21 day quarantine sitting in a hotel room you know without being able to get out before you can even then get into the bubble so you know it, let's be honest i I really don't think we're going to have a whole lot of people who are going to agree to that, but who knows? It, yeah. could, be, it could be different than that. Um, you know, it, uh, in, 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 in Japan, in Tokyo, visitors were allowed to mix and mingle, if you will, 14 days after they'd been in, uh, in, in Tokyo, uh, as long as they didn't have any symptoms or anything to, to spread around. But that that exception will will not be in effect in uh, in in Beijing, and they're very careful to say they're going to feed you three meals a day: breakfast, lunch, and and dinner. Uh, but you won't be able to go to your favorite Peking duck restaurant in uh, in Beijing or or other or other great food in Beijing. Um, I guess you're going to be eating institutional cuisine for three weeks there. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate because the food there is is very good. Yes. Um, so the other Beijing item, uh, it sounds like pretty soon China will find out uh, if their men's ice hockey team will actually be able to uh, play at the Olympics coming up. Yeah, the International Ice Hockey Federation is meeting next week. Luke Tardif, their new president, uh, elected just uh, a few weeks ago, is uh, going to be chairing a meeting of, of, the, of the board there, trying to figure out what to do about the Chinese team and its relative weakness, its total weakness as far as uh, competition goes. And the question is whether to bring the Chinese team uh, to, to keep the Chinese team out of the Olympic tournament to avoid the embarrassment uh, 
of uh, massive defeats by the by the host nation. Yeah, they were uh, attempting to figure out, you know, kind of bring in as many players who were legitimate players of Chinese ancestry or the other thing was that China does have a uh, one team that plays, I think, in the Russian League or the Continental Hockey League. And they were going to try and get a bunch of those players and kind of work that out. And I guess uh, the last we heard from uh, the IIHF was that things weren't going very smoothly. So, you know, there, it's got to be a worry for China because they're one of the things they want to do. They want to have a team or an athlete. Uh, competing in every single event at, at these uh, Beijing 2022 Olympics. And, well, they may not be competing in men's ice hockey. And uh, we'll find that out next week. Uh, as we say, uh, the International Ice Hockey Federation will be meeting to try to uh, figure that out. So I guess that depends on uh, whether there will be uh, a, a T-shirt or a hoodie that has the uh, "I love uh, I love hockey," I love the Chinese hockey team, <laughs> uh, uh, and I say that because the IOC has finally, it sounds like, struck a worldwide deal for licensed product sales with Fanatics, the Florida-based company that has uh, licensing uh, arrangements with all kinds of uh, professional teams and sports and now the olympics are part of that well that's great news because well i i do own some merchandise from fanatics so hey i more power to them and i think i think it will help greatly to have a centralized way of doing things yeah they've wanted to do that for a while when alibaba first became a, an olympic sponsor of few years back, uh, the, 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 there was talk about Alibaba. Alibaba, of course, was known for its uh, online sales where you could buy anything from from gravel to cement to T-shirts and so forth. So it's uh, um, uh, it never really came to pass with Alibaba. I think they're still going to have Alibaba handle sales in China that may still be part of their deal, their sponsorship deal. But uh, um, the, uh, the, the the sales will be will be worldwide. And I guess it'll be Paris 2024 that will be the first line of, uh, of products that they have. All right. Um, so the next thing that kind of wanted to touch on a little bit was Enoch uh, uh, had their annual general assembly. Um, the Association of National Olympic Committees, 200, 206 <laughs> of them. But uh, I think only about 140 or so of these uh, NOCs made it to, uh, to Crete, the island of Crete, where the meeting was held. Their first in-person meeting since uh, 2019, for for the for the ANOC crowd, uh, due to the pandemic, but uh, they got, like I said, about 140 countries out of there, out out there. Um, the actual uh, number, the actual number, 148. Okay. 148 made it there. 
57 attended virtually. Yeah. But that's still much, I mean, that's quite a, you know, quite a good attendance, I think, you know, and they got quite a bit done. Um, So acting president Robin Mitchell says he's going to go ahead and run for the permanent position in 2022. As you probably know, he's been uh, basically running things since Sheikh Ahmad uh, uh, stepped down or stepped away in 2018. Uh, Sheikh Ahmad is still busy. This time he's uh, with his court uh, problems. He's appealing a 14-month prison sentence handed out by a Swiss court for falsifying evidence. So he is uh, still battling that. And is uh, in the meantime, you've got Robin Mitchell saying he'd like to be the next president. And also Nevin Illich, uh, Pan Am sports president, says he's also a candidate. So yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how that how that works, how how that plays out. Uh, Robin Mitchell, of course, the uh, uh, past uh, president of the uh, NOC and in 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 Fiji, a, a doctor, very well, you know, has a great bedside manner, like a, like a doctor might be. Uh, Nevin Illich, uh, about uh, twenty some odd years younger than uh, than Robin Mitchell, an engineer by by training, uh, someone who likes to get involved in the planning of events and so forth, um, and may strike a maybe a more 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 youthful pose than uh, than than Robin Mitchell but both of them uh, seem to be you know very very qualified and very plugged in to uh, campaign for this uh, for this post the first time since Anoch was created in 1979 the first time I believe that there has been a contested election for the for the presidency uh, uh, Mario Vasquez Rania of Mexico was the founder and first president of of ANOC in, in, in 1979. And as far as I know, all through the uh, the lengthy service of, of, of Vasquez Rania up until 2012, he had was elected without opposition time after time. So I, ANOC is clearly turning the corner and probably is, uh, you know, headed in, in a new direction with a with a new president that election will be next uh, next year in uh, in Seoul South Korea is that that's where they pick for the meeting yes that's right Seoul mm-hmm. that was right. that was going to be the site for the meeting originally this year but you know covid kept them uh, kept them from doing that so uh, they will be uh, meeting for a couple of days in uh, Seoul South Korea in October, one year from now. Well, good luck to them. Uh, a couple other ANOC notes from the General Assembly. They, ANOC, uh, not surprisingly, came out uh, against FIFA's proposal to hold the Men's World Cup every two years rather than four. Um, I say obviously because they believe, and most people believe, that doing something like that will hurt other sports. And the Knox, you know, the National Organizing Committees, they have to worry about all sports, not just football or soccer. So they they have added their little two cents into that as being against it. And uh, Indonesia, which is 
still looking at someday hosting a uh, an Olympics, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Anoch uh, gave them the uh, right to host the 2023 Anoch World Beach Games. Only one drawback, Indonesia's anti-doping testing program is uh, has run afoul of the World Anti-Doping Agency. So that has to be cleaned up before they are allowed to host any regional, continental, or world championship event. Uh, Indonesia has to be back in compliance. But seems to me that would give them a good reason to get back into compliance if they want to go ahead and host this thing in uh, less than two years, I would yeah. think. Yeah, it would be a, it's something that they've got to get their their house in order. And, you know, any Olympic dreams that Indonesia has certainly are going to come into play only in 2036 and beyond. There's a very long horizon out there for any Olympic hopefuls like Indonesia and others. You know, the, with the Brisbane taking the 2032 Olympic Games, 2036 is next, and that's a a long, long distance like to plan for. Way. Who's going to be in charge then? Our, is is the NOC president of today going to be there tomorrow? It's uh, difficult to uh, make those kinds of plans. Uh, next week, a uh, very interesting film. Uh, debuts. Uh, I did a podcast with the producers that will be airing in the next few days. The film is called Warner Man, and it's a documentary, 90-minute documentary, about the life of uh, of uh, Duke Kahanamoku, legendary athlete, humanitarian uh, from Hawaii, uh, a gold medalist in the 1912 Olympics. Uh, five Olympic games he went to, 1912, 1920, 24 is, I think, the last one where he, he medaled. But uh, just uh, the man who's credited with inventing surfing, and as I say, a great, uh, a, known as a great humanitarian. And uh, it will be uh, an interesting film to see when it gets into wider, wider release and distribution. It's produced by uh, Sidewinder Films with uh, Dr. Stephen Ungerleiter and David Ulick, the uh, executive producers of the film, uh, in line with the high quality that they provided with the uh, their last production, uh, At the Heart of Gold, uh, about the sex abuse scandal at the USA Gymnastics, and also Munich 72, their great documentary about the attack on the Israeli delegation at the uh, at the Munich Games that will be premiering at the appropriately enough Honolulu Film Festival next week. Uh, interesting side note as well: the narrator for the film, Waterman, is uh, Jason Momoa, who is uh, one of the superheroes of Marvel Comics land, and he plays Aquaman. So Aquaman narrates Waterman, very appropriate. Anyway, everybody should be looking for Waterman to go into wider distribution over the months ahead here. And uh, it promises to be a very, very fascinating look at a most interesting Olympian and, and sports figure of, uh, of the last century. It's hard to believe, yes, we're talking about last century, more than 100 years ago some of his exploits were, were carried out. So 
Uh, one other thing that we'll close with here this week, uh, uh, on, a, on a sad note, but also a bit of happiness on, on your part, I'm sure. Uh, Gerard Ferrick, our managing editor, will be stepping down next week from his seat at the uh, daily helm of Around the Rings to, to retire, to enjoy life without daily deadlines and all of that of Around the Rings. Uh, it's uh, very been very satisfying and very rewarding to have Gerard here at Around the Rings over the past six years. It's been a Rio, Pyeongchang, the Faroe Islands. <laughs> you are our Faroe Islands expert. Uh, <laughs> any thoughts on uh, what it's been like over this past six years? Uh, well, I've really enjoyed it. Um, and uh, I, I am pleased that I'm able, you know, I'm blessed to be able to retire. And so I'm going to enjoy that too, but there I'll definitely miss. I won't miss maybe the, the daily grind and trying to hit deadline after deadline after deadline, maybe, but you know, uh, I enjoyed going to Rio and Pyeongchang. Um, both we're getting, you were getting ready to go to Tokyo. Yeah. We were all ready to go to Tokyo and that just didn't, that didn't quite work out, did it? Um, no, in fact, you know, I was going to say, you, you know, a, a couple of years ago, we were getting ready to go, or, or last year was it, we were getting ready to go to the media summit in Los Angeles for the Tokyo Olympics. And uh, it was canceled and turned into an online event as, um, I guess, as everything else did in the in the wake of the unfolding of the pandemic. Yeah, I had, uh, I was actually looking at a very busy travel for that, that spring, the spring of 2020 going to, I also had something set up to go to Japan, you know, to Tokyo ahead of the games. And then that was going to be right after the media summit in LA. So it was, I had those things set up. And of course we were all ready to spend, uh, uh, you know, a month in Tokyo, but all of that kind of ended and uh actually my last uh trip uh with around the rings was was uh late in november of 2019 just a few weeks before things got really messy especially in asia uh i covered the uh uh baseball um it was an olympic qualifier but it was the wbsc uh i think they call them super 12 uh at the Tokyo Dome. And so that was really interesting as because I'm a big baseball fan and and I I was so pleased because the regular season baseball was over with. So here I am, it's late November and I end up I'm in the I'm covering it and the guy I end up sitting next to is the guy who covers the San Francisco Giants, you know, and he was in Japan just, you know, uh, there and saying, hey, you know, I was off, so I, I'm over here and I'm going to cover it. So we we had a good time um, chatting baseball for a, a few days there. And you're going to make uh, make baseball uh, part of the theme of the early days of your retirement, too, it sounds like. Well, yes, I, yeah, I hope to travel some around the U.S. and visit a bunch of different baseball parks and and maybe go to spring training out in Arizona next March. So yeah, I've got, I've got a few things on the table here, ready to go. And I'll be able to play some golf for the first time in a long time. 
So well, I'm also looking forward to that. So, well, we wish you well. We we want to again thank you for your years of uh, hard work and service at Around the Rings. Uh, it uh, wouldn't have been the same with, with, without you, Gerard. And uh, we will miss you. Uh, we'll mention your your successor, Brad Smith. He'll be uh, taking over from you next week. Yes, and Bradley. Bradley uh, has been, uh, I've known him a long time. We worked together back in the day at uh, CNN. So, yep, he should do a good job. Well, there we go. Signing off for now, Gerard. I don't know. We'll maybe get to bring you back in some special, highly paid uh, guest capacity. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll, I'll just parachute in one week, right? Liven up, liven up the podcast, <laughs> shall we say. Uh, well, well, it's been a privilege uh, working with you, Ed, and, and Sheila, and everyone at Around the Rings for the past few years. And uh, and uh, I guess this really is, when I say so long, this really is so long. So. Sayonara. Au revoir. Au revoir. All right. Take care, everyone. And that's Gerard Ferrick, our soon-to-be departing managing editor. I'm Around the Rings editor emeritus, Ed Hula. We want to thank you for joining us on this edition of Mixed Zone, our Around the Rings weekly podcast of what's happening in the world of the Olympic Games. I'm Ed Hula. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time. Have a great day. <laughs>